This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you remember Lance Von Eric from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas. And his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Eric, 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to lancebychance.com. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and today's guest is Jeremiah Plunkett, professional wrestler, now wrestling for the NWA. How are you doing today, Jeremiah? I am doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, for the fans who uh, are listening and uh, may not be familiar with you, uh, please tell us a little bit about your career. Tell us about uh, when you started. Uh, who have you wrestled, some of the places where you wrestled, and uh, uh, take us through your, your career a little bit. All right. Uh, my name is Jeremiah Plunkett. I have been wrestling since I was 18 years old. Uh, that is 15 years in the past now. Um, and I've wrestled all over the Southeast and a little bit uh, overseas in Australia. Um, I've had the pleasure to wrestle for the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, both in the past and currently. Um, I also work for a home promotion, Tried and True Pro Wrestling, uh, as well as little stuff for here and there for Impact Wrestling, et cetera. Um, and yeah, I've been doing this for a long time, um, and I love what I do now more so than ever. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about what's going on with you and your your career currently. Uh, you've been wrestling for the NWA, and we were talking a little bit ago. Uh, you guys just got done with a uh, pay-per-view at the Chase. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your current standing now. Um, my current standing, that's, uh, I don't, I don't quite know. I mean, it, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, I'm currently wrestling in the NWA, as you stated, uh, and very much enjoying myself. Um, we, as you said, just did, uh, two pay-per-views, um, uh, followed by multiple TV tapings. Um, in the, one of the most historic arenas in the United States, uh, the Chase Park Plaza, uh, is where wrestling at the Chase was filmed, um, from the 50s through the mid 80s. Uh, it was the central hub for the National Wrestling Alliance. Anybody who's anybody who's everybody came through that, that venue. And, uh, the fact that to be inside a ring in the same venue that all these greats were still gives me goosebumps even with it being in the past yeah explain that to us i mean you know i mean i know the history i I don't know it in depth i i do know there's a lot of wrestling history but for a wrestler for like yourself to be in that ring what did that mean can you explain that to us and and kind of describe it for us it feels I don't know, so it's, it's exciting, right? But it's also nerve-wracking. You feel like you've got giant boots to fill. Um, 
And just knowing that, I mean, Lou Spez has been through those hollow grounds. Rick Flair, Harley Race, Dick the Bruiser, Dick Murdoch, Terry Funk, Ted DiBiase. Great, amazing men. And your name's now in that history, right? No matter what small part, your name's in the history of men who have wrestled in the Chase Park Plaza. I don't know. Maybe I just romanticize wrestling too much. Maybe I know so much of the history that it gets implanted into my brain how great it is. But it's special, man. It's really special. And how special was it for you to wrestle in the NWA and to wrestle with the current stars that are are in that promotion right now? So the NWA, I'm a big fan of nostalgia. Though the wrestling I like is not the wrestling that's on TV right now. And that's not a knock against it. I I don't say that's not saying I don't watch it. I don't enjoy it. But that's saying the, the stuff that I curl up on the couch and I watch for hours and hours is early all Japan pro wrestling, early Memphis wrestling, and early National Wrestling Alliance. That's the stuff that gets my my creative juices flowing. That's the stuff that entertains me. That's the stuff that I study. And that's the stuff that made me fall in love with pro wrestling. Um, So to walk out next to that podium with those three letters and somebody manning a microphone to go out and cut the promo in front of the live mic in front of the studio audience, that's Superstation TBS. You can't beat that feeling. Right, right. And have you had a, a favorite match or have you uh, a match that uh, has stand out for you uh, in this past few months uh, with the NWA? Um, well, obviously I can't delve into uh, anything that happened at the Chase minus the Battle Royal. Um, so going uh, elsewhere of that, I had a really, really, really fun one with uh, – with Marche Rocket. Dude's a freak athlete. Uh, way too agile to be as big as he is. Um, and has one of the most thunderous chops I've ever felt. Uh, and I, we, I don't know, it was just, we banged heads. It, it was, it was, uh, it was one I enjoyed. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I've got to go back and look at that. That, that, uh, that sounds like a pretty exciting matchup if you've, if you're familiar with him um, in in your style, describe your style a little bit for us, Jeremiah. Um, man, rough. I I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I, I'm kind of an all rounder. I, I try to I try to be at least somewhat proficient in in uh, at least all aspects. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to to narrow that down. And I know some people can sit there and say, oh, I'm Lucha, I'm this, I'm that. I'm the style I saw myself wrestling when I was a 10-year-old kid. Uh, I'm some weird mixture between uh, an Anderson and Jumbo Saruta. I I try to mix Memphis wrestling with Crockett wrestling, with All Japan Pro Wrestling, and just see what comes out. Yeah, kind of old-school style, right? Yeah, old school style with some suplexes and a never die attitude. You know, I grew up watching world class championship wrestling, so you know that was my, you know, that was my thing. And and that, and I can watch anybody 
you know, hey, I get this match with Chris Adams and Johnny Mantel or whatever. It doesn't have to be the Von Erichs and the Freebirds. It just has anything to do with world class and and I'm home. <laughs> I, I know the feeling 100%. And I mean, I know the style. I watched world class too. It was brawls. It was wild. They went on mayhem. Yeah, it was a good time. It, it really was. I, you know, and I got to, I got to go to a lot of those pay-per-views. I, I got to see Kerry win the world title at uh, Texas Stadium. That was a real special moment for me at being 14 years old. Oh, I bet. So, you know, you were talking to me a little earlier about Tracy Smothers and, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that know Tracy Smothers, but, you know, maybe not all, uh, you know, maybe not everybody is, um, having a personal experience with him or maybe know him, uh, maybe as well as some people do or, uh, talk to us a little bit about your, your friendship with Tracy Smothers and what he meant to you and some of the things that made him special. Tracy took uh, a liking to me when I was, I was pretty young in the business. Um, and it was because of uh, actually a friend of mine to this day, Quentin Charisma. Uh, he managed me at the time. We later became a tag team when, uh, when his health got better and he could be back in the wrestling. But Tracy and Quentin were friends. Uh, so for a while I became little Quentin until, you know, Tracy really got to know me. And then, uh, then I was never Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Um, Tracy was the most giving man in wrestling. He always wanted to get you booked or get you on a show or see how you're doing, ask how your family uh, was, ask where you're working, give you some promoters to call, anything. He wanted you to be better. He wanted the entire business to be better. And he would do it even if it, it cost him money. And that that never made any sense to me uh, because Tracy was worth so much more. Um, but if it helped you, if it helped somebody else, Tracy would do it. You know, I've heard that story before from other wrestlers, you know, that, you know, the same thing that you told me that he did for you. I, other wrestlers told me the same thing, you know, that he was giving and he, you know, he didn't have to do that. And, you know, he took a liking to me and he would give me numbers and tell me to call people. So, yeah, it's it's pretty neat that, you know, you hear the, the same story from more than one person about his character and the way he treated people. It's it's nice to know. It's nice it's nice to hear. So so many people in my generation of independent wrestlers owe so much to Tracy's mothers. Yeah, you know, it was it was pretty sad when when we lost him last year. I was I was pretty taken back. I I didn't know he was uh ill and uh until you know i i guess i didn't know he was as ill, ill as he was um that tells the thing with tracy uh tracy was the king kicking out um you know he had we had thought he had it beat once uh and then we heard it came back and he tracy's tough you'll ne- you'd never know tracy's hurting and until I saw Tracy at WrestleCade uh, in November before he died, I, I, it hadn't really set in, but I saw how much weight he had lost. And 
you know, and I, I hate to bring it down, but I just saw how he was, and I realized, you know, this one was really going to be a battle. But I still always thought Tracy would kick out until you get the phone call. And then you're in disbelief that he didn't. You know, what What do men like Tracy bring to the business of pro, uh, professional wrestling? You know, that giving attitude and, you know, he was such a fun wrestler to watch. I, man, there's, I, I think back of him and I, I, I see like glimpses of these matches he was in and, you know, it's just, I mean, what, what, what does someone like, like him mean to the business, to the sport? So I, I've always been under the impression that in, in wrestling, when a younger guy comes along, it is the the veteran's job to help make them better so that it keeps the business looking good. And I don't know if that never was the case, if that was just a, a story or if or if it just stopped being done at some time. But Tracy was the epitome of what we're all told a wrestling veteran is supposed to do supposed to be, how he's supposed to help the young guys, how he's supposed to make them better because in turn it keeps the whole industry better. And Tracy knew that he did stuff like this at his own detriment and he was fine with it because he felt good for doing it. You know, he he could say you could you could make money or be one of the boys. And sometimes being one of the boys leaves you better in the end. Maybe not financially, but as a better person than Tracy, Tracy was one of the boys. Hmm. What are, what are your aspirations for professional wrestling? You you know we talked uh, about how you you had like a revival in your your career and in your attitude and you know your I guess ideas about how long you want your career to go. But talk to us a little bit about you know um, how you feeling. Well, you know as you know wrestling does take a toll on, on one's body. So, you know, how are you feeling? How long do you go? What are your, your goals and aspirations? Uh, last year in 2020, uh, I thought I was probably about to hang it up. I had, uh, I just come back from a neck injury. Um, and the very beginning of 2020 had two matches and the world got shut down. Um, so obviously the time between matches was few and far between. And like a lot of people during COVID, I hadn't been taking care of myself. Um, I've always walked around, since, since 2015, I've always walked around between 270 and 320 pounds. And that was just what I wrestled as. That's what it was. Prior to that, I walked around about 240, 250. Um, I really let myself get into a bad place uh, after after 2015. And it just, you know, would ebb and flow. Um, so, obviously, that along with the punishment I was taking wrestling and taking a toll on my body, taking a little bit of a toll on my mind. Um, I told myself when I was supposed to make my big comeback from my neck injury and had two matches in the world shut down that I'd bought my last pair of boots and last pair of tights. Um, obviously getting the call from the NWA changed a bit of that. Um, but also around November before any aspirations of wrestling, I decided to get healthy. Um, and since November, I've gone from 295 pounds to walking around right now at about 235. Um, I'm off all medications or anything like that, and I feel better than I have in years. 
um, that having coincided with uh, with getting the call for NWA, I, I have to have to think. I don't know. Somebody was watching, or there's some kind of divine intervention because the two were not related. I was looking to get healthy because I had a new wife and wanted to be healthy for the family. Um, but you know what? Feels good to look a little bit better in spandex if you're going to be on TV. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I have enjoyed talking to you tonight. I have enjoyed having you on the show, and I'm glad that you came on and uh, talked to us. Is there anything that you'd like to plug, or any 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 place where fans can find you, or how can people find you on social media? Uh, I am at Plunkitis on social, all social media. Um, you can thank Danny Deals for that nickname. He called me that for years. Uh, but that's P-L-U-N-K-I-T-I-S. And that's it across all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I'm not the best at social media, I'll be honest. Uh, usually any, any original post that's not a retweet is me just trying to be funny about something and usually failing. But still, if, you, if you're into that, and funny gifts. I do like gifts. Uh, follow me, especially on Twitter. Um, Instagram, you might see a lot of my cat. Uh, beyond that, uh, the best way to support me, I've got a Pro Wrestling Tees page, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jeremiah Plunkett. I'm working on new designs. Um, and, yeah, other than that, my home is the NWA. Uh, I'm, I'm with the NWA, and that is my local priority. So on top of any independent shows you may see me on, the best way you can support me is to order the NWA package on, on site. It is uh, $4.99 a month. Can't beat it. I really enjoyed talking with you tonight, Jeremiah. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com.